So the big question is this, how do people like us who have belief systems embedded in our subconscious mind by the age of six, belief systems that create our experiences affect how we feel, who we are and how we behave? How do we strip our layers that are limiting and expand into success? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Kate Astle, and welcome to The Strip. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to another episode of The Strip Podcast. Today, I welcome my other half, health and fitness advocate, Rod Fardell, to Strip. Before we get into today's conversation, I wanted to talk to you about something that I've been working on this past week, and that has been to create space in my life for expansion. What does that mean? This week on Tuesday, I got up at 4.30 a.m. to start my human design course. It's with the International Human Design School, and as its specific standard time, it correlates to 5 a.m. here in Australia. Tuesday is usually my sleep-in day. However, I am prioritizing my expansion and human design is an area that I've felt called to learn more about. I followed up this call with another expansive call with Boss Babe. A few weeks ago, I signed up to Influencer School. It isn't as lame as it sounds, I promise. This course is a 12-week guided coaching and certification program. So yes, I get a certification when it's completed. And it's designed to help you gain full clarity on your personal brand, learn how to create easy, consistent content, build an audience of raving followers, and create a profitable full-time income from social media. I've started mentioning this in passing conversations that I've had. Um, I mentioned that I'm doing this course and more often than not, as soon as I've mentioned it, I can see judgment instantly across the face of the person I'm talking to. So I'm not one to mind what others think of me or what I do, but it got me thinking about how products and services are sold and also people's mindset around social media. So once upon a time, you could place an advertisement in a local paper or on a notice board, you could rely on word of mouth. But these days, most businesses use social media as a platform for advertisement. So I've got two questions for anyone who silently casted judgment listening to this episode when I said that I was doing influencer school. So one, if you have a small business, how do you expect to sell your products on social media if you don't understand how social media works? So if you're wanting a profitable business, using your social media account as one of your primary platforms for advertisement, you need to understand how it works. You need to have clarity around your personal brand and also how you share this through your content. Number two, How do you expect to sell your products if your ideal customers aren't following your account? The answer is with the art of expansion. So if you are advertising any of your products or services you offer on your social media, you too want to make a profitable income from this platform. You're also in luck. Business coaching is where I am pivoting my coaching business. So if you'd like to get in touch for a consult to talk about your business, to talk about what you're trying to sell on your social media accounts, please contact me on my email, kate at kateastle.com. To follow on from this expansive conversation, I welcome Rod Fardell to Strip. I hope you enjoy today's conversation. Hi, Rod, and welcome to The Strip Podcast. Hey, Kate. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. 
I'm very excited for today's conversation because we're going to talk about a topic that I'm super passionate about. So for anyone that follows my Instagram, you'll see most of my fitness photos are taken in Rod's Gym Body Options. Yeah. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about fitness and expansion, two of my favorite topics. So before we get started in that, I'll ask you what I ask all my guests, and that is how has your journey led you to what you do now? Well, miraculously, it's led through a very negative experience. So I hit puberty, um, and at that stage, I was very active, young, happy man. So I hit puberty, and then I went through a stage with acne, all pimples, um, and it really changed my life. So I was very um, aware um, of my own body at that stage, and I had basically pimples or acne from my belly button right through to my forehead. So it was a very interesting stage for me because obviously there were some massive changes going on, and I really wanted to focus on um, getting that better. And I went along to a doctor, and the doctor said to me, "Listen, you can change that if you get healthy." So I really didn't have a massive understanding of what exactly that meant, but it's definitely led me to where I am now. So part of that journey was through me identifying um, good food, nutrition, and also movement. After talking to the doctor and the doctor indicating that I should um, look after my body through better food and exercise, I then went into a routine where I was really structured um, as much as I could in that particular time uh, in relation to, I suppose, non-processed foods. So I was really strong in relation to my you know, my selection of vegetables and salad and fruit. And I went through a whole educational process with my mother, who was our predominant shop uh, shop and chef, shop and chef, I suppose you'd say, from that end, um, and with two younger brothers and my father, who was working a lot of hours, it was a process where I'd just come online and go, and listen, I need to get my food better, my doctor said, um, and this is what I need. And, and away I went. It obviously didn't stop my training because I was pretty heavily involved in sports at that stage, but it was just an ongoing development. And um, the Rocky movie had just come out, or the Rocky movies had just come out at that time. So, again, I was deeply inspired across so many channels on that level. And so how did that lead you into personal training? So basically I've gone from there, from school, into a number of different jobs, including the police department. Um, and because I'd been exercising in a gym since I was probably 16, I'd drive down, like ride my bicycle across the bridge for about 2K before I got to this old beaten up gym. We had a basic bench press, some rusty old dumbbells and barbells. Um, still had the leather vibrating tummy machine on it. And we would throw those weights around, do some chin-ups, calisthenics, um, and basically come back from there. But the lead-on from that was as the gyms developed um, and I progressed with that and then I entered um, the police force. Then I also got an opportunity um, with the local gym um, to do some work from there, which required different certifications. So my knowledge was ongoing as part of that process. So I I basically went from like a three instructor that would lead people through the gym, talk to them, 
motivate them, not to a large degree, but just, you know, it was always such a friendly environment, a positive environment to work with people on that and slowly take them through that. You know, I wasn't so much into the dance aerobics, which was more around at that stage. Um, And then I had an opportunity when personal training first evolved, like from Sydney, it was for obviously the wealthy, um, and they were just taking one-on-one instruction from a personal trainer. And I did the course um, at that time in Sydney, which was freaky as well. So some great people down there at, at that time when I was going through even part of that course who have now become great leaders in the fitness industry. But I had a great opportunity when I come back on a part-time level because it was no full-time jobs running at that stage in as a personal trainer. Um, and I was in a small country town or small country city. So um, I worked part-time with that. I'd start at 5 o'clock in the morning, run a couple of clients and then start work at 7 o'clock with the coppers and same in the afternoon, we'd finish at 3 and then I'd go through and do whatever and then try and train myself on top of that. So it was just an ongoing process. Lots of energy. And so how did Body Options evolve from there? Yeah, so Body Options was you know, obviously the name of the business when I started um, on that one-on-one trail and I learned so much about myself and the clients during that phase and um, you know, in motivating them and identifying with them because obviously everyone starts at different levels. So for me it was constantly identifying where they were, what they needed both um, mentally first and then applying um, the education to them and motivation to them to inspire them to acknowledge that good health is lifelong. Um, and obviously there was a there's obviously ongoing changes. There was ongoing changes on a fitness regime from both the gym front, personal training front, um, and fitness front because obviously the dynamics and marketing on how people train change and that definitely evolved as I furthered body options and my wealth oh my so well not my wealth but my desire for education and helping others and that that evolution from uh, I suppose gym and then one-on-one personal training I was asked to do some corporate training um, with a large uh, business and they had about 30 clients. So for me to do it economically for them, um, I started a boot camp. So that was, again, a total different aspect to training because we're obviously in large groups. Um, we were bringing different elements that were not pure gym-based. So we had tires and we had ropes and we had odd objects that they would cart and you know, we would do a variation in movements on all different surfaces, uh, both urban and, um, I suppose, rural-based lands that we'd, that we'd partake in the movements for. And the boot camp really took off. There was a show come out then called The Biggest Loser with Steve Willis, a.k.a. The Commando, and I was fortunate enough to do some work with Steve a little bit later on back on a number of events and projects. Um, to assist people in the community, in the, particularly in the rural communities. So, yeah, the boot camps were fun. So I got to be a little bit of a, a general, good old hardcore sergeant. Um, and so, you know, it was, it was good fun. It was great, 
really enjoyed that sort of things and the evolution of then running from boot camps back into studio sessions um, and then, again, specifically working with different athletes um, and then one-on-one sessions again. Uh, you know, it's an ongoing. It's definitely fitness is an ongoing change. I know I've said the word evolution, but definitely there is that parts of motivation where people are growing and adapting to the ongoing functional movements that are applied to their lives, but also movements that they can enjoy. So you've got to definitely be ahead of the curve um, in relation to giving your clients the best. That's what I try to do. Thank you for sharing your expansive story. So you've told us a little bit about how you've expanded from being a um, a preteen or being a teenager, going through those years struggling with um, with acne, and how that's impacted your life fairly heavily from then until now. Can you tell us a bit about how fitness can help others expand as well? Not necessarily in the sense of them choosing it as a career, but how they can choose to move their bodies and how that can help them expand. I, th- I think part of it, ex- like if you're talking about expanding any phase or area of their life, yeah, predominantly that comes through one identification, but two confidence. And the great thing about assuring yourself of inner confidence can apply purely through movement. We know that you know when you move, you release endorphins and that makes you actually feel good. Um, and I know that I've worked with a large number of people over a long block of time where they've made you know amazing changes to their health, um, both physically and mentally. And when you start believing in yourself that you can achieve anything, you can achieve those changes that you've fought with for so long because you've been habitually stuck in a pathway within your mind that you are not worthy and you're not capable, and then you do do that, then you can truly come out on any front that you want to make changes in relation to your life purely because you've uh, you've addressed the key parts to your health. And that's through movement, good food, and obviously how you feed your mind and and the feedback you actually give your mind from, um, and that's probably the greatest thing about a movement, is that you create a positive neural pathway that constantly goes back in and confirms the great things that you're doing. So, and that's what you need because that builds that confidence in your mind. I think that feedback loop is so important in terms of keeping you motivated, keeping you coming back. If you're just starting out though and you can't find that inner motivation to get there, what do you recommend people do or what are some things that they can try when they're first starting out to gain that motivation to get either to the gym or to get moving? I would suggest the key part is, and I always say to my clients, the, the first stage of anything's in the mind. You really have to address where you, what your actual thoughts are in relation to exercise, what your thoughts are in relation to your own body. You know, what's your, where are you now? How does your body function? Like I talk to my guys in, initially about having a, a look on the inside. Do they know their basic health requirements as far as blood sugar, blood pressure, cholesterol, um, knowing if there's any other family history or ailments that you've actually looked at as part of that, as part of that self-examination, 
But once you've done that, then it's about you going, okay, what's what's holding me back? Let's have a look at that first. And if you identify exactly what's holding you back, then we can address that. And then what you do is you build that positive pathway loop that I know you said that neural positive pathway. feedback loop. Correct. So as you're working through that, you take on small, some very, very small steps. And that may be just a walk. That may be a walk for 10 or 15 minutes a day that starts you on that. And then you slowly build. And you slowly, when you start and you actually achieve that, then you recognize and identify that you've done that. And then you take the next step. But you also need to identify, and I, it takes a team. And you need, and I say with people who've got, you know, families, their husband, wives, partners, um, to be able to let them know that this is a journey you've started. This is why you've started. This is where you are now. And this is what you want to achieve. Um, and a lot of that, you know, people go in and go, oh, I've heard about this before. We've just come back from Christmas, you've got a news resolution, you blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I've heard it all before. You'll never get there, blah, blah, blah. But what the key part is, and the other thing I progress is that, you know, good health is lifelong. This is a life journey. Your journey right now does not stop. It is part of you. Movement does not stop. So when you're planning your daily movement, your weekly movement, the things you're doing, it all becomes part of you. It's just one big habitual pattern. But you'll also at times need to identify someone who's going to challenge you, who's going to give you a little bit more of a push on um, just to encourage you and take you to another level. And it has to be a level that you want to enjoy for the rest of your days as well. So, And that's a big part of movement is you can choose so much that you enjoy it. So all that's there. I love that you just touched on then. So I think um, what you were getting at is accountability. So in terms of um, telling your friends, your partner, your families that this is something that you want to achieve, this is something that you're motivated to do. But as soon as you let the words leave your lips and hit their ears, it's like you've got an accountability partner. So they know what your goals are, what you want to achieve, and then Another point you touched on in terms of pushing you a little bit further, sometimes that further push can be just getting you to the gym on days your mindset might be lacking. Absolutely. And look, it's uh, it's those little things that lead to the, the bigger things. So I see, you know, when you talk about actually moving for 10 or 15 minutes a day just on a walk, and then the next week you might go to 20, then 25. Then you may take your next step after, say, four or five weeks actually walking into a gym and doing some really basic strength work. And you may do that for another four or five weeks before you then go, oh, I'm actually going to go out and I might do a spin class or I might do, I might take myself off to a small triathlon or I might take myself into walking um, 100 metres and then running 100 metres. So all of these things, all of a sudden you've got these progressive changes that are coming into play that you never knew you were, that you could never knew you could do. But all of a sudden, bang. And I think with that as well comes the confidence. So after you hit each milestone or after you achieve each step, it's um, it's the ongoing confidence that's also building in the background that you are reassuring yourself and you are telling yourself that you're capable, you're willing, you're able to do whatever it is that comes at you, whether it be fitness, whether it be you know something to do with work or family or any obstacle that you face. Absolutely. And look, there is no greater satisfaction in acknowledging that you feel that 
great sense of inner health. And that that travels through in every capacity of your life. In the in the way that you interact with people, in the way that you develop your own interests and where you take your life. And and particularly when we talk about longevity, no one wants to get old and not move. You want to be able to get old and feel good and continue to move. So and that starts right now. There's no there's no limit whether you're now fifty-five, listen to this, or you're fifteen. It is right now. Thank you so much for today's conversation. If any listeners want to get in touch with you, where is the best place for them to go? You can contact me on Instagram at Body Options, uh, where you'll see my details there. So I'd love to help you. Thanks for today's conversation. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. Check the show notes to links to information from today's conversation. And if you'd like to suggest a future guest, please follow at kateastle underscore on Instagram and send through a direct message. As always, stay true to you.